0: What is going on everyone? Welcome into the Dynasty pod and today we have got another little mock draft for you here. This is our mock draft 2.0 on the season and uh, got a, a, a fresh new mock with some interesting landing spots here Sam. Yeah very
1: interesting. <laughs> we always use the mock draft database for our mocks because it, it relates to you know real mock drafts It gives us pretty realistic landing spots but this one's going to be fun. I, I love doing these drafts with real landing spots. Well, not real landing spots, but, you know, <laughs> something other than just, is this player good? Because we've already done our rankings. Like, you guys know where we rank our running backs and wide receivers by now. Um, it's really, this is kind of the missing piece of the puzzle for a mock draft, so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah, this will be fun.
0: Yeah, and uh, today we will do a... Two quarterback standard PPR league, no tight end premium. We'll we'll switch it up a little bit, just to keep it kind of interesting. And uh and we'll, we'll so two back.
1: quarterback, not super flex. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Or, so no, we'll, we'll even do, more we'll do flex. We'll do, it's okay. Flex, okay, just standard super flex, a standard not tight end
0: premium. Super flex, no tight end premium. Yeah, that's that
1: it's interesting. I, you know, just before we start, uh, I'll say a little bit about that since we're not doing tight end premium. You know, I've realized kind of, and this has kind of been, I think, bubbling up in the dynasty community. Maybe it's been there for a while and I'm just kind of coming to terms with it. But like, uh, I, I don't think I'm going to draft like any tight end until the third, like in most drafts from now on, just because one, you can find such value in the third round for tight ends. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like I think we saw that the last few years, and then like in addition, usually like the uh, tight ends that go early are going to be cheaper in year two because they're just not going to perform. Like because tight ends just take so long to develop. Like I think you could probably get Trey McBride for a second, like a mid to late second, even though he went in like the early first, early second, late first in mm-hmm. rookie drafts. Like what do you, I mean? Don't you think? Uh, and I think the same was probably true for. You know, probably, I mean, not Pitts. Well, yeah, Pitts too. Pitts' value was low this year. You know, I think he was, like, available for, Yeah. you know, you could get him for, uh, like, a late first, and he went kind of as an early first, so.
0: I think it's tough. I think when you have a guy like Pitts, I I still think the the evaluation on, on him as a player, you know, as a special prospect was there. So for him, I think he's more of an outlier. If you need
1: a tight end, like I – yeah, and Pitts is an outlier. It's more just the idea that almost every tight end is, like, available for less in their year two than they were drafted in year one.
0: Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think for most instances that's fair. And the guys that aren't are, like, you know, let's say – Yeah, the guys that rise in value are, like, the late third-round players. Yeah, Yeah, the um,
1: now that's you know, not Okonkwo. saying our like, tight end is not important. It's like you have to like the way the tight end position is now in dynasty. Like you have to have kind of, if you want to win a championship, you have to have a top six tight end probably just yeah. because the drop off is so high, but it's just like, I would prefer to just find that guy via trade or get lucky with like an Okonkwo or a Dulcich or something like that. But
0: Yeah. And anyways,
1: that's a strategy I'm going to try
0: out in my drafts this year. Mm-hmm. And I, we haven't done our tight end rankings fully yet, but I've already mm-hmm. started on on some of the evaluations on them, and I do think that Michael Mayer is is the the tight end one in this class, and I like him a lot, and I think he's by himself. But you do have a very strong tight end class, so it's going to be interesting to see how that also plays out this year, because it, as opposed to other years where. You know, maybe you have your one or your top two guys. I think there's like five or maybe six guys that you can really kind of think are, are reasonable starting tight ends in the uh, the NFL. So, so that'll be interesting. But uh, let's get into this mock. You had the the first overall pick uh, last time, so I'll I'll start us off here and looking at these players. Uh, so we've got obviously the, the running back to, to take right here is Bijan Robinson and he goes at 36 to the Rams and I'm looking at Jameer Gibbs and he goes at 30 to the Eagles. So I'm trying to think, is that a much better landing spot, you know, really good offensive line, going to be a good pass catcher. Miles Sanders probably going to be gone. So Jameer Gibbs could also have that backfield to himself, but I just think Bijan's too good of a prospect to pass up on. So I'm just going to go Bijan Robinson here and, and probably leave you Gibbs as your two. Yeah,
1: 100%. I think that's almost exactly like how I feel about this NFL draft. Like I've seen a lot of Gibbs to the Eagles mocked, and that's just such an amazing landing spot that I think if he does end up there... Um, it, it, it is going to be tempting to take Gibbs above Bijan, but the talent with Bijan is just too much of a, uh, of a difference maker to me to, to drop. So I think you made the right pick. Um, but yeah, I am going to go Jameer Gibbs. I, I love Jameer Gibbs to the Eagles. It's, it, it's really kind of the one missing piece for them. Like if they add Gibbs to that team, I think that they're going to be really, really good next year. Uh, they have a great offensive line, like you said, and yeah, um, And Gibbs, I mean, he he does so much, uh, you know, in the passing game as well that I
0: think he's really going to rack up fantasy points in that offense. So,
1: yeah, so I'll go go Gibbs with the 102.
0: Yep, and then now uh, I think that those are kind of like the clear two. And I'm looking at uh, our quarterbacks and receivers now here, I think are, are the next two positions to look at. And we've got Will Levis going uh, at number two to the Texans. You've got C.J. Stroud at four to the Colts. And then, uh, very interesting here, you have Bryce Young falling to 16 uh, to the Commanders. So, kind of like you you said this before we started, um, kind of a world where the NFL is concerned about his size. And he kind of drops a little bit.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. I have mean, heard some rumors about that. So I, I would say it's like fully outside the realm of possibility, especially if like his pro day or combine numbers, his weight is lower than what people want it to be.
0: Yeah. So with that being said, I'll just take Stroud because he's already my QB one and I like the landing spot um, and I like him more than Levis. So I think that that'll be an easy pick for me and then I'll throw it back to you
1: yeah so you know maybe the the first four picks of our drafts are going to be very consistently the same for for like the and and that's because uh the, you know it is kind of a locked in top four at least for me i actually love this landing spot with the commanders for bryce young um throwing to terry mclaurin and Jahan Dotson. i mean i think yeah. that's a great offense for him to be in um so i i love the bryce young landing spot bryce Young is my number one quarterback uh, even with Will Levis going 102, you know, I said this on a last, last mock, mock, I think Will Levis needs to be in a good situation to succeed. And the Texans are not necessarily going to be that. Now, maybe they develop, you know, into that. And Will Levis, you know, develops alongside the Texans for the next couple of years. I do think they'll have a good O-line at least, especially with who they drafted in this draft with Skoransky at 12. So hopefully he's not thrown completely into the fire. Um Maybe they keep Brandon Cooks, but even with all that, I, I really like just kind of the established landing spot for Bryce Young with the commanders. I, I've, I've always been, been insane the last couple of years that the commanders feel like very close to being a good team. So I, I feel like Bryce Young could be the difference maker for them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you. That landing spot, being able to throw to, uh, to Terry McLaurin is, is very enticing. Um, so now here i am i think i'm i'm looking at receivers now and there's a lot of interesting spots uh you've got quentin johnston went to the panthers at nine then addison uh, to the titans at 11. Uh, jsn to the vikings hyatt to the ravens flowers even went here to the giants so all decent spots that i like um but I'm I'm just gonna have to stick with my my number one guy in this class, and I'll go with Jordan Addison. Um, you know, he's gonna be coming into a, a space where it's only trailing Burks. Obviously, not a high volume passing offense, but if you can carve out a role as the one, I think that's still a, a pretty good spot for for Jordan Addison.
1: Yeah, he's very much like the opposite of Traylon Perks in a lot of ways. Yeah. So um, I think that's a that's a good pairing. It's a very interesting pairing. I mm-hmm. uh, don't hate the landing spot outside of like the quarterback situation there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, to me, you know, <laughs> it's interesting that we've done our rankings. We are kind of sticking to our number ones, but I love this landing spot for Jackson Smith and Jigba. He does go later than some of the wide receivers on the board here. He goes at twenty three to the Vikings. And obviously, you know, he's going to be coming into a situation where Justin Jefferson is the number one guy. Um, so maybe, you know, that'd be a cause for concern. But this is a, this is an offense that has proven that they can, you know, support two, two number one wide receivers with Thielen in his prime and Justin Jefferson. And I think that, you know, we asked... What does Jackson Smith and Jigba look like without someone to take that attention away? Well, Justin Jefferson, talk about somebody to take attention away, right? So I think like he could just wreck under, you know, in the, and, you know, kind of the undercut situation while Jefferson is pulling safeties in the second layer. Like, I think this could be just a deadly combination. Uh, Both of these guys could be number one wide receivers like you see with Chase and T. Higgins. So uh, I love that spot for for, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I'm going to take him with my pick.
0: Yeah, and now, still back to me, nothing changing. Still looking at at QB and receiver. And I think I I am going to go quarterback here, but I'm not going to go with the number two pick in Will Levis. I'm going to go with Anthony Richardson, who went 19 to the Buccaneers. And this is super flex, so that's definitely part of the reason why I'm, I'm going Anthony Richardson here. I do think that... Anthony Richardson will probably need a year to develop. But, you know, Kyle Trask is the only guy that the Buccaneers have right now, and he's going to be thrust into that starting spot. Richardson is. And there's no better receivers to have than Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as your starting duo. That's that's a pretty good duo to have. Um, and then you've also got, uh, you know, the uh, I'm blanking on his name, Rashad White receiving Mm -hmm. can receive, Mm -hmm. uh, catch the ball out of the backfield. So I think it's a good, good crew to have there and uh, just a upside player for me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think we both agree that Anthony Richardson has a ton of upside. So I I think that's a good potential situation for him to, to develop. Obviously this question marks around what are they going to do with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin next year? You know, I know there's conversation about cutting one of those guys um or moving on from one of those guys so it'll be interesting but i i I do love his talent i think you can't pass up the upside there um there's a couple players uh i don't want to tip my hand too much because i don't want you to take them (laughs) you know i don't want to i don't want you to take them if i don't take them um I am gonna hold off on Will Levis, honestly, with with this landing spot and kind of how I feel about Will Levis. I wouldn't be surprised if he fell to the second. Yeah. In this mock, so I'm not really <laughs> pushing to get Will Levis right now. Um, obviously, quarterback is valuable, so we'll still take him early. But I, I'm probably gonna look to wide receiver, running back too early to take a tight end. Still, this is like what the 107, Eight. 106,
0: 108.
1: 108. 108. Yeah. So yeah, late first round. To me, at the 108, if I can get this guy, I'd be ecstatic. And that's going to be Quentin Johnston. Uh, You know, I talked in my wide receiver episode about how I love Quentin Johnston. Uh, I think the the Panthers are a pretty good situation for him to come in. Obviously, this is, they didn't take a quarterback here. So there's no like top line quarterback. But I'm going to assume that they're able to get somebody good in free agency. Maybe they bring in Derek Carr or uh, Jimmy G or something like that. Um, I think Quentin Johnston is a great cap- counterpart to DJ Moore and could even be the one over DJ Moore, you know? So I think he. I think this is a place he can be the wide receiver one. I think he can develop here. He could probably, you know, show the success of like early Calvin Benjamin, hopefully. Um, yeah, you know, I, I really like the talent there. Can't pass it up at 108. So I'm going to go Quentin Johnston.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to dip right back into receiver because I, yeah. I kind of share the nice. same concerns that, that you do about Will Levis and the Texans and that just not being a great spot for him uh, but I'm mm-hmm. going to go Zay Flowers because he goes to this Giants team that desperately needs oh, yeah. help and um, I mean just an incredible player for them to get at 25 especially with their receiving core being Juan Dale Robinson and Isaiah Hodgins Zay Flowers is going to come in and instantly you know help this team out where they desperately need it so
1: love that pick yeah i i'm really excited to see what safe hours is in the nfl i think it's going to surprise a lot of people so Mm -hmm. and i think the giants are a great spot for him i love that yeah um okay i'm gonna go back to all right you didn't pick my guy thankfully uh so i'm glad i didn't tip my hand i'm gonna go back to the same team and I'm going to yeah. get Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, to the I, I was
0: looking at it. I was looking at yeah.
1: it. <laughs> we both love Zach Charbonnet. I think he has, uh, I think this is another just underrated guy. I, I think he has great pass catching and running ability. Uh, I think he's physical. And, and the Panthers really, I mean, they have nobody at running back. Deontay Foreman and uh, uh, the other guy that they have from Oklahoma State. Dude, Auburn. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, you know neither. I think Deontay Foreman was good last year, but neither of these guys have run away with that job. So that that no. that's wide open. Zach Charbonnet easily comes in here, especially if they have a, a quarterback like Jimmy G or Derek Carr. They could they could easily lean on the running game. Um, so you know I'm excited about that. I, I, I'm excited about Zach Charbonnet to the
0: Panthers. I think that's a great spot. So
1: that's gonna be my pick with the one ten.
0: Yeah, I mean to to get. A, a talent like Zach Charbonnet in a, a role where he's going to be the sole guy essentially at the one ten. Yeah, 110 I, I think I think he's going to
1: be Cal back there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And he went in the second round here,
0: so good draft capital as well. Yeah. All right. So now back to me here uh, at the one eleven, and I know we were just talking about tight end, and I, I just I'm in. Too much it's in a love good with, spot, with this it's landing a good spot here. Yeah. Uh, Michael Mayer, I really do think he, he's, he's going to be a great tight end. Just a, an absolutely solid player that, you know, there, he, there's zero chance of him busting, in my opinion. I think just a, a, a solid floor, decent upside kind of player. And when he goes to the Chargers, um, you have Kellen Moore coming over as the OC, who, you know, heavily used Dalton Schultz. Uh, and just justin herbert's tendencies to the tight end i think this is a perfect spot you know they don't go receiver is keenan allen gonna get cut you know could we already see a a a big bump for for a guy like michael mayer who could really soak up those vacated targets if keenan allen's gone so i think this is just Mm -hmm. an amazing spot where yes i think tight end you can kind of wait for this class but but to get Something so rock solid, in my opinion, right here at the one eleven. I just I like it too much to pass up on.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that is probably the best spot you could get for for uh, Michael Mayer. So that that's that's a good spot. Okay, I'm looking at I'm looking at what's left of the board here. Um, there's one wide receiver. Well, okay, so we have, I, I see Jalen Hyatt to the Ravens. He's kind of the wide receiver. That's left, who was drafted in the first round. I think we've already picked all the other first round wide receivers. Mm-hmm. The thing is, and you're going to hate me for saying this, I don't <laughs> think Jalen Hyatt's really a great fit with the Ravens. Yeah. You know, I uh, they tried kind of the speed guy with Hollywood Brown, and it didn't really work. So I, I don't know that I love that pick, just with kind of how the team is set up now. Um and honestly quarterback's too valuable and super flex. So I'm going to go ahead and just take Will Levis here. I mean, to get the quarterback drafted at 102 at the back of the first round with mm-hmm. the 112 is really it's honestly very good value. It's something I might have to wait on a little bit. He might not be great right away, but um but I mean quarterback, you know, and I'm I'm at the 112. So maybe I'm a team that I'm a team that won this year and you know, maybe my quarterbacks were Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers or two older quarterbacks that did better than that. Maybe Tom Brady and uh, and Kirk Cousins or something, you know. If I have old quarterbacks, I got to, you know, I I would need to find a solution, but maybe not right away, especially if it's kind of Roger Stafford. Maybe I think I could push a couple more years. So I get Will Levis, stick him on my, I'm going to stick him on my taxi squad. I'm going to hope that he kind of develops. I see all the tools there. I see the potential. Um, And I think the Texans are on the up and up. So I'm hopeful that, um, You know, with that coaching staff, he can really excel. So I'm going to go Will Levis 112.
0: Yep. So uh, back to me at the 201 now. And we've pretty much taken all of the the skill position players in the first round, except for Dalton Kincaid of the Bengals, which I think is also a a pretty – Oh, and Jalen Hyatt, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I, I do agree with you. I think there could be better landing spots for Jalen Hyatt, you know, like the Chargers or even the Vikings chargers is probably the best yeah so uh to me i'm gonna take a guy here that i know you're gonna take if i don't take him right now and that's (laughs) Devin a chain who goes in the second round i got him
1: last time it was the same landing spot as our last pocket draft
0: (laughs) yeah so i think this is just a a pretty good landing spot because right now you've got I I do believe that Tony Pollard's a free agent, and uh, they're possibly thinking about cutting Zeke if they don't restructure him. So right now that running back room is kind of up in the air, and to take a running back here in the second round, who I I do like as a player, he's my running back eight, but I think if he gets second round capital, that's going to be really good for a speed demon like A-chain.
1: 100% which, you know, this leaves me in a tough spot. You know, I, I, obviously, Jalen Hyatt is my, my number four wide receiver, so I, I don't hate him that much. You know, I'm not going to let him fall too far, even with the landing spot. You know, we can never let landing spot be too, uh, you know, speak too much over how we make decisions, right? We, at the end of the day, we still have to stick to who we, you know, the talent that we see in these players. But I'm looking around at some at some other players, trying to look for something else that might be interesting. I see, you know, I'm just looking at these wide receiver landing spots. Uh, I see Hinden Hooker to the Saints, which, you know, is interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think I might be able to wait on that a little bit more. Let's look at some of the running back spots, see if there's anything else that I might want.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And you know, mean, I
1: don't the... really see much else. So, I, you know, and I just love the talent with Jim and I. I mean, he's our, both of our number four wide receiver. I think he's got game-breaking speed. Um, and, you know, I haven't necessarily seen that be a part of the Ravens offense before, but, um, you know, obviously Omar's a great quarterback. I believe in Lamar. I think he can I think he can support a, a strong passing offense. Uh, and he's it's first-round capital. You know, like, you don't want to— I mean, so many people made the mistake of passing up on Jahan Dotson last year because they thought it was a bad landing spot. And at the end of the day, first round draft capital for a wide receiver in the second is is valuable. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna just go ahead and take Jalen Hyatt with the two oh two. Yeah. So, I can't let it fall too far, you know. Yeah, I
0: mean I like the pick. I think I think that's a, a pretty good spot to get him in. Um now I'm I'm in an even more of an interesting spot here because Yeah, I kind of took the last like obvious pick, I think. <laughs> yeah, and now some of the running backs that I really do like kind of have you know, fallen a lot here. So yeah. it's, it's more of a debate on, do I reach and do I wait? Can I get certain guys? And, you know, there's not too much here for me. I mean, I'm looking at Josh Downs second round capital to the saints, you know, cause who knows uh, Jarvis Landry is going to be a free, he's a free agent. Are they going to bring back Michael Thomas? Um, i do think dalton kincaid is a, a pretty juicy spot uh to the Bengals, so i think mm-hmm. i i am gonna go you know despite all the the tight end talk i think the the way this draft board has just fallen i think they're too good of spots to pass up on with kind of no real obvious uh choices at running back and receiver so i'm gonna go kincaid
1: Yeah. You know, I haven't started my tight end evaluations yet, but I've heard, you know, Kincaid is close to Michael Mayer, you know, so probably closer than people originally thought. Yeah. Uh, and the Bengals, obviously that passing offense is electric. So, you know, that, that's a, that is a good spot, I think. Uh, that leaves me with the next pick. Um, like you said, it, it is we are kind of getting into that place where it's interesting. And, you know, so now I really am starting to look for upside. And the player with the most upside in this draft, I think, is Keyshawn Butte. Yep. And Keyshawn Butte to the Patriots, that's, that's a team that really has, I mean, <laughs> they have nothing. They have no wide receivers, honestly. They have, like, Jacoby Myers, who's, like, a good wide receiver 2-3. slash three. Um, And Devont, But Devontae Parker was nothing, you know, when they, after they brought him in. I think that Bill Belichick is somebody who's not gonna put up with Butay's nonsense. I think this is probably one of the better landing spots for him as far as a team that can you know put uh, put him in a good environment. look at what they did with Antonio Brown. I mean he was literally insane at that point yeah. and they were able to manage him well like and so so I, I think Bute uh, to the to the Patriots is one of the better landing spots he could have ended up in. I, I like this pick. Um, and, and again, just the upside there is
0: huge. So I think getting Boutte at the 204, I'm pretty happy with. Yeah. And now back to me here, I'm kind of looking and I'm not really seeing too much that I like here in the second round. Um, I think Boutte was a, a pretty good value pick there for, for the receiver room that, uh, New England's got. Yeah.
1: He, he went in the second yeah, To the
0: New England Patriots. Yeah. Uh Josh Downs. I'm I'm still not. I it's don't interesting. Know. It's yeah.
1: interesting. It's good draft capital, right? It He's is really good draft going capital. Going early
0: second to the Saints. Not a terrible spot. Um, I'm seeing Rasheed Rice here, uh, to the Bills, <sighs> which I don't. Um, I think it's all right, but I think a lot of people fall into this trap where they see the yeah, Bills are good. Go Therefore
1: the... anything for the Bills will be. <laughs> yeah,
0: they see the the receivers, you know, like the the Chiefs or the Bills, they take a receiver. Oh my god, we got to have this guy, but sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. Um but I am going to I'm going to take a receiver here and I'm going to take a guy that we both really love, uh Cedric oh, Tillman.
1: I was just thinking about doing that with my next yeah. pick.
0: <laughs> so Tillman goes here in the third top of the third um to the uh, not top, middle of the third to the Packers. Uh, and even though it, it's looking more and more likely day by day that Aaron Rodgers won't be the quarterback there, I still think you've got a pretty good shot if you're Cedric Tillman to go in and, you know, kind of take control of that to get at least the number two spot, you know, maybe ahead of Dubs. but So I, I, I like the spot there, and I like the player even more. So now we're going we're we're near in the middle of the second round you know you've got pick six here and uh are there any any players jumping out at you to be
1: honest you know some of the guys that i'm high on uh some of the running backs i'm really high on like sean tucker Mm -hmm. into the lions which i don't like like i think sean tucker to the lions he's you know we saw what jamal williams did last year but i think and so, obviously, he's probably coming in. Well, I'm about to talk myself into this. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, Jamal Williams looked great there. I I, I don't know. I, this might be my pick. I'm going to talk it out. But, uh, obviously, Jamal Williams looked, looked great for the Lions last year. But the concern is, you know, there's a player there that we've all, like, the, the hype is continual around him. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like... Is this gonna be the year that that he finally puts it together? I can never remember the names of players while I'm actually on like, uh, potting, you know. But uh, yeah, DeAndre Swift. And so it's like, you know, does DeAndre Swift put it together this year? Does he? I mean, last year it was mostly injuries, kind of that that held him back. Um, you start to question, you know, is he ever going to put it together? It's, but that, that's the worry for me, right? He's kind of, he is walking to a place where he's going to be a, a number two running back. Now, I do think he's a great counterpart to DeAndre Swift. He brings kind of the speed, whereas DeAndre Swift's going to get you the pass-catching ability. Uh, the, though Sean Tucker's got good pass-catching as well, but I'm not sure about that. I see Roshan to the to the Bucks. I love Roshan as well. He, so he went at 82 right after Sean Tucker. This is in the third round. But the Bucks are a crowded running back room right now. It looks like they might hold on to Fournette. They've got Rashad White there still. I don't think Roshan has the skill to come in and beat out those guys, you know, even though I like Roshan. So that one's tough for me too. see Kendry Miller to the Chiefs at 95. These are all the third round running backs, basically. That's interesting. Obviously, I think that that'd be a good counterpart to Uh, Pacheco, get somebody who can really move between the tackles. uh, Maybe first and second down back, and Pacheco maybe becomes more of a speed slash third down back. But I'm gonna be honest. I gotta pick my guy. I gotta pick somebody who's gonna walk into a situation where I think he has potential to be the one. Maybe even be be the one this year. And I know the draft capital is not great, but I gotta go tank Bigsby uh, to the Saints in the fifth round. You know. Uh, those other guys, they're all walking into kind of a muddy situation, right? Those are the other guys I'm high on, Roshan and Sean Tucker. Kendra, not so much. But still, like, all those guys are going into a place where we know there's going to be competition. But Kamara, I mean, he's going to be suspended this year probably because of the altercation at the Pro Bowl. And then after that, I'm, I mean, I think his contract's up after this year, right? So yeah, um, either way, he's getting old. Uh, mm-hmm. The Saints are looking for a replacement. And I think that this could be honestly one of the best situations for Tank Bixby to walk into somewhere where you can have fifth round capital, but then show your skills once you're on the team and and really make a name for yourself. So I I love this spot for him. I know it might be a little early to take a fifth round running back,
0: but you know,
1: you got him last time and I can't let you get him again. So (laughs) uh,
0: I'm going to go ahead and take Tank Bixby. I I think it's an amazing pick, especially with you said where, Camara will most likely be suspended, you know, if not all the games, some games. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where a, a rookie running back can kind of step up and, and show what he can do and prove to the Yeah, it,
1: even the though fans. he's got the late capital, he yeah. might get a chance to prove himself, right? Yeah. So...
0: Yeah, so now I'm looking here and I'm, I'm just... I'm the same as you. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at some of these spots here and... You know, I'm looking at some of the running backs taken here in the third, and I'm not the biggest fan of Sean Tucker, Kendra Miller. You know, there's some other guys that I like more than him. I do like the spot. Um, but uh, I, think, I think I'm think i going to have to go with uh, another wide receiver, my guy of ours, that we both really like. And that's going to be I'm Marvin Mims. I'm taking all of them. I'm taking Marvin oh, yeah. Mims. he wow. went he went in the fourth round of the Ravens. Uh, I think this is a way better spot, or I think it's a better fit than Hyatt is. Um, but, yeah. But, you know, even with them taking Hyatt and then now Mims in the fourth, you know, you still only really have Rashad Bateman in that room. So it's not like it's a crowded right. room. To 100%. Do so with what Mims can, you know, what he can do, I really like the spot. And I, I just like the player a lot, too. So I think it's, it's a, a great place for him.
1: Yeah, that's a great pick. We both love Marvin Mims. We just talked about him in our, in our last wide receiver episode. Um, for me, I think I'm going to go ahead and take, you know, the last wide receiver that we talked about in our episode off the board. He went a lot earlier than some of these players we just talked about. He went early second. I'm going to take Josh Downs to the Saints, uh, going pick number 40 in round two. Uh, just love that draft capital. I think the Saints are a team that can use him well. You know, it, it's a team where Chris Olave is really the only other guy there. I don't think Michael Thomas is going to be much of anything anymore. Uh, and, and so I think a slot guy to pair with Olave is a good fit. Josh Downs is a great slot guy. We both love Josh Downs, right? Yeah. I mean, like, we don't have anything. Just because he was low in our rankings doesn't mean we, we don't love this guy. Yeah. And so I, I'm going to go ahead and pick him. I love the draft capital. Love that spot. I think he has at least uh, an opportunity to make a name for himself across from Olave as the wide receiver two there. So yeah, Josh Downs can be my pick.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a good, uh, good pick there for you. And uh, now i'm left we're, here. we're both like scouring the board as the other yeah, one so just it's, like, ping, it's, ping like, pong it's like it's like oh I'm what gonna... did
1: you say i'm like <laughs> yeah
0: so so now i'm here sitting i think hendon hooker is a, a pretty decent spot you know back of the second to take him oh, yeah I, li- I like the spot mm, i forgot since... about that one
1: that's interesting
0: yeah um
1: honestly the Saints, Hinden Hooker, Josh Downs, Tank Bigsby, like Labe. great draft. Honestly. Yeah, I think it's a great
0: I think it is a really good draft for them. Um it, it, yeah. Um I'm looking, I see Deuce Vaughn here to the 3rd. I just don't I think he's, no, a little, he's I just too don't small. want anything
1: to do with that honestly yeah. to the to the, the Falcons. Falcons. Uh, it's like I you I guess you could see him coming in and trying to play that Cordero Patterson role, but yeah. Uh, I'm just nervous
0: about that. Man, I think we, we've we really got some great tight end landing spots in this draft. I mean, you look at Sam Laporta oh, no, to the Dolphins.
1: What?
0: Oh, You look at Tucker Kraft to the Panthers, who's probably the guy yeah. you're, you're talking about now. No, uh, maybe, there's another guy that I'm looking at. I think that's a great spot. Uh, you're probably looking at Darnell Washington. I think he went in the second. Ooh, not on that one. Mistaken. Not that one. Maybe he won't pick my <laughs> Luke, tight end. <laughs> Luke Musgrave I also see in the second round here to uh, – yeah, that's right. uh, I I love Luke Musgrave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't evaluated
1: ends yet, but he's kind of my my like favorite pre evaluation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the Jags like come in and maybe replace Evan Ingram. Yeah, like you saw how Evan Ingram was used
0: last year. i have i away my picks now. It's not even my yeah, turn. With that being said, I'm <laughs> taking Luke Musgrave. No, uh, I, I am gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go Hendon Hooker here. I think you know in the third round of the Saints. Uh, I I don't think it's out of the possibility that. You know, he's the guy going into week one. You know, if they release Janus, oh, yeah, It's not. Uh, well, Maybe they bring healthy. back Andy Dalton on a cheap deal. I don't, know how, then... I don't know if he'll
1: be ready with the ACL tear by then. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. You're right. But uh, maybe they bring back Dalton then, you know, ride him out. Until... Yeah, just for a few games. And so... then once he sucks, they let Hendon Hooker play. Yeah, so I, I could, I see, could that. see that. I yeah. could see that. So I think ba- back of the second here, 210. Bit. I think that's that's pretty good value for, for Hendon Hooker with a good landing spot
1: nice i thought i was the evens See, maybe it was the
0: 209. no it was the 10. no oh okay because you should be on the odds oh no 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 you're right you're right it is the 209 for me okay cool no worries yep all right let's see hmm you got me thinking
1: about tight ends (laughs) you know i see in the second round i see darnell washington to the lions obviously they need a tight end after um moving on from tj hawkinson they don't have anybody there at the tight end position so he'd be Mm -hmm. walking into an absolutely great opportunity luke musgrave again he's kind of my guy in this tight end class uh Oh, screw it. I, I think I'm just going to have to take Luke Musgrave here. I don't want you to take him now that I said that's who I want. So <laughs> um, I love this landing spot to the Jags. Evan Ingram was a monster in this offense last year. And I think that Luke Musgrave brings a lot of those same skills. Like He, he brings the speed, the agility uh, that Evan Ingram has. Uh, and, you know, they can kind of move. You know, this is a team that has to pay a lot of players with all those free agents that they brought in. So I could see them moving on from Evan Ingram and and, and giving the reins to Luke Musgrave, especially if they spend a second-round pick on him. So that's going to be my pick. I'm going to go ahead and grab a tight end. It's the 210, so late second for what I think is honestly one of the best tight end situations. Uh, I like it.
0: Yeah, and like like you said, you were going to be planning on, on holding for the tight ends. You've got a guy that you really like late in the second. Yeah, going. To this is probably my really favorite one in the
1: class late in the second. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so good for you. Patience on waiting. You you got to wait. You got a guy that you liked in the two ten. Good value there. <coughs> now I'm I'm looking here. I'm I'm stalling a little bit because it's you know the it's getting a little obscure. But I think there's one guy here. He went at the top of the four. I'm going to take Zach Evans. Uh, He went to the Cardinals. And uh, I think this is a a pretty good spot because right now he goes into a room with James Conner, who I believe is on the final Mm -hmm. year of his contract. Um, And then Keontae Ingram is there as well, but I'm not too worried about that. So I think especially James Conner, you know, he has had injuries in the past. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that Zach Evans can come in year one and, and have some impact. So... I think it's it's decent capital for a running back, you know. Round four now is it's not too too late of capital for running backs. We've talked about how the it's gotten pushed back, you know. Their teams are taking running backs later and later now. So Zach Evans here to me, he's my running back six in the class, and he goes to a pretty good spot. So I like Zach Evans here at the two eleven, and uh, back to you now yeah. to finish off the the second round. So I'm I'm wrapping up
1: the second round here. I'm looking at it's a couple players that are interesting to me. Um, I see a couple wide receivers. I don't want to I don't want to give too much away. Um, let's see. That's interesting. I think I'm gonna go with one of my guys at running back. You know, I talked about it a little bit before. I think that. You know we might have before last year said that the lions was not a great situation for a running back and then we saw what jamal williams did uh i think that there is a lot of opportunity especially if deandre swift underwhelms like he did last year for sean tucker to come in and, and, and prove himself and he, it's possible they might even move on from deandre swift and keep sean tucker uh, yeah. if if deandre swift kind of continues to be not what we all hoped uh, you know, I think DeAndre Swift's value has gone down a lot after last year, I know, in trades. So I'm going to go ahead and get Sean Tucker. He's my guy in the running back position. Uh, he went in the third round, which is pretty good draft capital for him. Uh, that's one of my worries for him is that he won't get tra- good draft capital. So, yeah, Sean Tucker to the Lions. It's a, blood, it's a growing offense.
0: I, I like this spot for him. Yeah. And, I mean, even now here at the 212, if you know if you're a team that has – DeAndre Swift and Sean Tucker goes in the third round here. You know, Jamal Williams is gone. He's a free agent. They get Sean Tucker as their they're running back, too. It wouldn't be a terrible idea to just yeah. handcuff or, you know, take him as your backup. So I,
1: I have the 212 in our main dynasty. And uh, if I got Sean Tucker with the 212, <laughs> I would be so happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so um, um you know, uh, honestly, you you can see we're starting to see. Uh, uh, even at the back of the second, I'm happy with some of these picks. So uh, there's a lot of depth in
0: this class. Yeah, and uh, there's you some know, good running back positions we haven't even picked yet. Yeah, and we'll we'll go we'll go third round here. We did two two last time. We'll do three. Because
1: yeah, uh, hey. we actually know more players
0: now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit easier too, and there's there's still some good players here that we've got on the board. So. Uh, to start out here, the third round. I, you know, I'm looking at tight ends here. Still, there's there's some good ones. Yeah, the tight end is when you can feast on. I mean, the third, third round when you can
1: feast on tight ends for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But there's still one guy that I really like here in the third round that got some good capital. Uh, we didn't talk about him. I don't. Th- we haven't talked about him yet on any of our. Episodes. This is gonna be
1: mine. But this is gonna
0: be my next pick. I'm pretty sure whoever and, who I think you're gonna pick. And I'm taking Tyler Scott. Yeah, that was going to be my next pick. The I almost picked him instead of Tucker. Cincinnati receiver. Uh, he goes to the Chargers here in the, the middle of the third round. I think it's it's really good. Like we were saying before, we don't know what's going on with Keenan Allen, if they're going to cut him or not. You know, Mike Williams kind of gets banged up. So they, they need some guys. They've got Michael Mayer there, but bringing in Tyler Scott kind of is that, that speedy guy that you know Jalen Guyton kind of played that role for them maybe and, and maybe Tyler mm-hmm. Scott can do more of that he's more of a slot guy but but uh I really like Tyler Scott I think you'll hear more about him on the the sleepers episode from me but uh but yeah Tyler Scott right now that is the 301 and then back to you yeah
1: that's a good pick Tyler scott was my pick so i'm scrambling you know i'm in full tilt right now trying to find who i'm gonna take um let's see you no know, there, there are some interesting tight end landing spots still you know you, you mentioned a few of them uh well Porta to the to the Dolphins is interesting they're gonna move on you know Kosicki's gonna be playing somewhere else this year he's a free agent uh Hunter Long hasn't done anything mm-hmm. I don't know that I believe he will do anything you know uh, Tucker Craft to the Panthers is another great spot that's a team that's been looking for a solution at tight end for years now and has yet to really pick anybody that's done anything for them mm-hmm. we saw some flashes from the guy, I can't even remember his name, that they drafted a couple years ago. I say it's, or Ian Thomas? Uh, uh, no, after Ian Thomas, the other guy that they took, from Notre Dame. I don't remember oh, his name. Oh, Tommy Trimble. Tommy Trimble, yeah. They saw, we saw some flashes from Tommy Trimble, but nothing that's to say that that guy's got the job. Yeah. So Tucker Craft is also interesting. Also, Darnell Washington, great draft capital in middle of the second round, and the Lions have nobody at uh, tight end. That being said, you know I really want to hammer this deep running back class. Now that we're in the mm-hmm. third round, you know we know we we we've talked about how deep this class is, and there are still guys on the board here that are interesting to me, and it's not going to be guys that are picked in the third, not guys picked in the fourth, you know, uh, well maybe maybe the third, I don't know, let's see. Uh, but you know, there's an early guy we still have picked, Vaughn, and I think. Did, you know, the, the Falcons picked that really small guy a few years ago, too, and and didn't use him at all. So I, I really am skeptical of that. I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Kendrick Miller here, though. You know, Kendrick yeah. Miller is not really my guy, but uh, you like him. I trust your evaluation. And and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, you yeah. know, we know that that offense is going to be explosive. Um He's going to play the role that Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been playing but was never designed to play, you know, (laughs) of, like, uh, the first and down back uh, with Isaiah Pacheco probably moving to more of a third-down backs type gadget play type guy. I think that's a better fit for Pacheco. Pacheco has... Not great draft capital. This is always the concern yeah. for guys with not draft capital. This is why you're hearing in all your podcasts that you should think about selling Isaiah Pacheco this offseason mm-hmm. um, because this can happen, right? They bring in somebody who has more draft capital and really takes over the job. I think it's a great opportunity for Kendrick Miller. So um, so that's what I'm going to take. I, I, like I said, even though I don't love this guy, this this situation specifically is a good fit for what I saw on tape, I think. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, really like the pick there. That would definitely have been my next pick. Um, but now that you've got him, you know, I took uh, Michael Mayer, and I, I even took Kincaid in the early second. Um, but I, I, I don't really like the taking a guy in the mid to late second. I'd rather wait in the third if you don't get that first-round capital guy. And I think right now is a, a good spot to get a guy like Tucker Craft, who I, I do like from the the small sample size I've seen of of his tape. I think he's a pretty decent player and with third round capital going to the Panthers, you know, a team that really hasn't had tight end and and needs tight end, you know, I think this, this could be their guy that they, they finally found one. So I'm going to go Tucker Craft there. Yeah, it's a
1: great pick. I, I I haven't watched much on the tight ends yet, so honestly, some of these later tight ends I'm a little bit scared to take because I really can't say much about them because <laughs> I don't don't know much what to see. So instead, I'm gonna counteract that by going with one of the earlier tight ends that I do know a little bit about. I'm gonna take Darnell Washington to the Lions again. I, I've already I've said it because I almost picked him the last couple of times, but this is a spot where he's gonna be, you know, immediately have a lot of opportunity. He was able to produce even a, even across from Brock Bowers at Georgia, which is saying a lot for for uh, what he can do. Massive, uh, target at tight end. So uh, and the Lions need more big targets, really. You know they're kind of funneling the offense through Amon Ross Saint Brown and they and maybe DeAndre Swift. They
0: don't really have kind of that big end zone target. So yeah, I'm just starting to get a little worried on darnell washington because of a the size you know he's he's much bigger he's 6 7 i believe 270 um whereas you really see like a, a prototypical nfl size receiver especially the top guys that are you know scoring more of the fantasy points they're like 6 250 around that yeah. range and you kind of worry uh, and most especially with the Lions, if he goes there, is he going to be like dedicated to a primary block- blocking role where he really won't oh, see yeah. as much fantasy value? That's fair.
1: Value? I mean, they have a very solid O-line, so yeah. it's not necessarily like a place that needs O-line Yeah, help. but if you
0: had, uh, you had Darnell Washington do it, you're going ah, to big, yeah. you're gonna be able to run the ball. He's big, though. You're going to be able to run it. hey, maybe that's good for Sean Tucker. Yeah. But, so. um,
1: yeah, that's definitely a concern. And, and I will say, you know, he's definitely probably a guy you're looking at touchdowns. You know, yeah. you're hoping mm-hmm. that he's a touchdown guy, you know, yeah. but it's third round, right? You know, so I'm willing mm-hmm. to take the risk on him being a big touchdown guy and, and, and you know, kind of sneaking into a top 12 tight end season every now and then. I mean, I,
0: I will say as much as I am worried, I, I do think it would be very fun if he worked out <laughs> having a 6'7", yeah. yeah. 270 guy. I know something that sticks into my head, the, what I've watched of him just – kind of uh hurdling over people. <laughs> the fact that he's six, seven, two seventy and he can hurt all guys. It's you know. pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's <laughs> so back to me here now. Um I think I'm I'm just gonna keep the, the I'm I'm looking down just here in, get in the get later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking down here in the, the later rounds and you know, I actually, you know, I'll, I'm going to go receiver. I was going to go Laporta, but I'm going to go receiver because there's another guy here in the third that I, I think is a pretty good good player, decent spot. Um, it's Jaden Reed. Uh, yeah, I've been
1: the, looking at that. I like that spot.
0: He goes in the back With a of comp the third. Pick.
1: With one of their mini comp picks from all the coaches Houston took from them.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so the 49ers are going to go Jaden Reed here, and I think it's a good spot. For him to kind of develop and and i think you know a good system for him yeah really good system if if there if there's a a place where they can kind of scheme him up and and use him well it's it's the 49ers so i like i like the possibility of what he can do with kyle shanahan I, i think the upside is is pretty good there with that pick all right i'm gonna take a guy that i've
1: kind of been looking at He's been kind of rolling around in my mind as a player I might take. I don't love the draft capital that he got, but I really like this spot on a team that needs offensive weapons. Uh, And it's going to be Kenny McIntosh to the Patriots at the back of the fourth. You know, I really like Kenny McIntosh as a pass-catching running back. We've seen what the Patriots can do with pass-catching running backs. Um, Bill Belichick is still there, so he's, you know, he, and he is he likes to stick to his guns, right? We saw it when he brought all those tight ends in. He wants to build the same offense that had success with Brady. So, wouldn't be surprised if they if they lean on him as a pass-catching counterpart to Ramondre Stevenson. Damien Harris is going to be gone, and they've been to they keep bringing in these small, type guys. They brought in uh, Pierre Strong last year. But we didn't really we saw flashes from Pierre Strong, but I think Kenny McIntosh has more pass-catching uh, ex, you know, explosive ability. So I'm, I'm confident that he can come in and be that guy there. Um, In the third round, I'm pretty happy with that pick. So I'm going to say Kenny McIntosh.
0: Yeah. I think that's a, a decent pick there where they, they don't really have that kind of clear, you know, fully specialized third down guy. They had James white last year or no, I, James White retired, but uh, they had him on the roster initially, and then he retired. Um,
1: yeah, they were using Ty Montgomery last Ty year, Montgomery but he was he, he was pretty productive in that as yeah. well, honestly. So yeah,
0: like they've always had their guy like Brandon Bolden uh, previously, mm-hmm. and then he he left to the Raiders, but so it, I think... it
1: feels like a good
0: spot for a pass catching type running back. So. Yeah. So. Now here I'm looking at some of the guys that I can get in the the fifth, maybe even sixth round. Um, But there's there's a pretty decent running back spot uh, here. And although I think we were a little bit lower on him in our initial top 12 uh, running back ranking, uh, I'm going to take Chase Brown because I think it's a pretty decent spot here in the fourth. You know, one of the highest remaining draft capital guys that isn't Deuce Vaughn, um, who we just were too afraid of the size there, even though he's got that capital. Um, I don't know what to do with Deuce Vaughn. Yeah,
1: I keep think I think about it every time I see it. I'm like, yeah.
0: uh. So, but I do think Chase Brown goes to a really good spot here, where, you know, well, and Dwayne
1: McBride, you know, he's in the third round. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Dwayne McBride
0: goes to the Ravens. I'm not touching that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so Chase Brown goes to the the Giants here, and I couldn't even tell you. I think their backup is, uh, isn't it Gary Brightwell? I believe. Yeah, Brightwell. So so basically a nobody, you know. And if right now Saquon is a, still a, under not under contract, I would assume they worked that out. But if not, then Chase Brown is going to be their lead back going into the season unless they sign someone. So just with what we've got in this mock right now, I think it's a pretty good spot for him to be a backup. And, you know, in the middle of the third round here as a handcuff to uh, Saquon. Not bad. Uh, I think, I mean, getting a quality handcuff in the
1: third round is really something I even will target sometimes because it's like, do you want that guy who, you know, a lot of those guys in the third round are backups anyways. You know, so... Are you going to try to pick somebody who you think might be able to be not a backup because of the situation? Or are you going to just go with someone who knows a backup, but a quality handcuff in a situation where, you know, handcuffs to Saquon have produced, right? We've seen Mm -hmm. that. So I I love that pick. I think that's a smart pick. I don't love Chase Brown, but, you know, we didn't hate him. We liked him a lot more than some of the other running backs we evaluated. So.
0: What pick are we on? I'm just. We are currently on the 20. Something right. 208. 308. 308. 308. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. I'm gonna start looking at some of these guys with high draft capital now, just because draft capital is king in the NFL, right? You know, our valuations are one thing, but when somebody gets draft capital, unless it's a guy I hate, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stop and consider that. I've learned not to take the guys I hate, like David Bell and Anthony Schwartz, these guys I knew wouldn't be good, you know. But if there's a guy I'm like 50-50 on and the NFL says that they're good, then that certainly means something to me. Um, And I'm gonna actually go back into the second round and take Rasheed Rice to the Bills here. Um, I know that we have, there's been some kind of negative press around Rasheed Rice, but I think both you and I, when we watched the tape, we didn't see really anything terrible. He was dominant at SMU. I think pairing a guy like Rishi Rice with Stefan Diggs is a good is a smart move for the Bills. Um, you know, I obviously this is an offense where the touchdowns often go to Josh Allen running it in. So, you know, and Stephon Diggs takes a lot of volume. So it's a question. it's a big question mark. But Stefan Diggs is getting older. And if Rishi Rice can replicate some of the skills I saw on tape, uh he could be, you know, the next number one Bills wide receiver, right? So I'm willing
0: to take that shot at ceiling, this late in the third round. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a, a decent value on him, especially if he works out. Second round capital for for Rashi Rice going to the Bills, where you know it's a very efficient offense, even though you mostly have the two two guys there scoring and Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, but. But if he can carve out a role for himself that no one else has really been able to, it's good, good, uh, good spot for him to to fall. There. And, and
1: like I said, we're looking for ceiling at the back of the third, you know, and, and somebody on a high-powered offense like that, I'm willing to take the risk in a with a with a you know eighth, eighth pick of the third round, right?
0: Yeah. And uh, here I'm going to take one of my guys that's kind of fallen in the in this mock draft. Um, he goes in the sixth round, Israel Abani Konda, Uh goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But uh, like we said, you know, if you can get a, a an amazing handcuff in the, the late third mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in, a, in a draft, then, I mean, this is a great spot for to take Abani Konda just based off of what I've seen on the talent. And uh, it's just a shame that he didn't go earlier to a spot where he could have kind of taken a role. Like, if he went to Atlanta, that would have been great for him, but... Um, going here, yeah. I still like the player, so I'm going to take him as a, a handcuff kind of to, uh, to 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 the person that I cannot remember the name of because I'm blanking right now. Algier, Tyler Algier. No, 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 the Jackson. Oh, League you're Jaguars. saying oh, uh, oh, Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne, yeah. yes.
1: So. It's so hard to remember things when you're also trying to like <laughs> yeah, pick <trying> to... <laughs> and talk about it and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. It's tough. I'm not gonna lie. It's slim pickings right now. Mm. There's two guys I'm interested in picking still, and uh, you know I'm somewhat confident that you're not gonna pick them. So I'm gonna trying to decide if I want to wait or take one or what. Man, it's. It's almost silly that we would go this whole draft and not pick Deuce Vaughn with third round draft capital, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm honestly like, just do not know what to think about that.
0: He um, just seems like such a fifth, sixth, seventh round kind of, you know, you pick him up on on waivers, you know, after the draft, right. after your draft is done. <laughs> yeah, and, it's just you know, so maybe confusing. Maybe he becomes some kind of gadget player that's more, but he's probably. I just
1: don't know what the comp is. I guess, well, Darren Sproles is the comp, right? So yeah. it's like, it, it does the, do the Falcons turn him into Darren Sproles and they replace Cordero Patterson with that type of guy? Do the Falcons even want to have an offense that revolves around a Cordero Patterson guy? I don't think so. I think they just have done it out of necessity because they haven't had anybody else, really. Um, so I'm not going to go that way. I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to take a risk. On a guy that I love. And I'm gonna take Roshan Johnson here, pick 82 to the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, I, I think it's a situation where he's probably gonna be the three coming in, which mm-hmm. is gonna to be tough for especially a guy who's been a backup. But we, you know, we saw him show flashes in the limited time he had at UT. So, you know, I think he could come in and and hopefully show some flashes in his first year. Then maybe they move on from Leonard Fournette next next year, or maybe they move on this year. I think it's probably likely they keep him this year, Uh, but you know uh, I think that after this year, I think he's a free agent. I think we were just kind of you know we were predicting they might cut him this year, which they still might. No, he's not free agent. Still free agent until twenty twenty five, but he does have five million in dead cap this year. So, you know, they might kind of next year. He's got an even bigger dead cap next year. I don't think they're going to hold on to him for that long if they have Roshan and Rashad White in the wings. Yeah. Um, and I think that Roshan could be a great combo back with uh, Rashad White. We have to accept that in today's NFL, the way to go is young rookie committed running backs. You know, there's very few of the bell cow type running backs left in the NFL. And so somebody who goes into a situation where I'm confident that I know the roles that they're going to have, and Rashad White is to me really going to be a pass-catching back in the NFL. Um, I, I'm confident that Rashad could be something. Uh, I'm just going to take a shot on a my guy for me with three
0: ten. Yeah. And now here at the three eleven, there's really nothing else I can do than than take a guy that we've been overlooking and passing up on this entire draft. And oh, that no. is the who have we been passing up? The heir to uh, Aaron Rodgers. It's Stenson Bennett with the second to last pick oh, in no. in the entire Are you draft. Serious? No, no. I'm <laughs> kidding, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: I was like, that's such a bad pick. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it's, it, it would be it would be a terrible pick. But I am going to dip back. You in just and had I was,
1: to point out that the Packers took Stenson Bennett. <laughs>
0: Stenson Bennett with the second to last pick, maybe almost, <laughs> possibly the the Mr. almost Mister Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. And we, we saw what Brock Purdy did, so maybe. <laughs> but but no, That's I am hilarious. gonna. I was I, was I, look,
1: I do not like Smith and Bennett. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was looking um, in the set, and I was at the second se- uh, sixth round, with a Bonnie Conda and I'm gonna dip back into that, uh, because the Rams take Jonathan Mingo, and obviously mm. the, draft capital not good at all, sixth round receiver. But just off of what I've seen, you know, we didn't talk about him in the receiver episode either. But this is a definite sleeper guy that I love a lot. I know you haven't really gotten to him yet. Mm -hmm. So uh, very curious to see what your thoughts are going to be when we roll around to that episode. But for now, Jonathan Mingo is kind of one of my guys that I'm really loving in this draft class. And for him to go to the Rams, where I do believe they also took another guy in the sixth year with Andre Iosavaz, who I do also kind of like... But I mean, they've got cooper cup, who you know he was hurt. I was in an aCL tear, I believe for cooper cup um yeah, but uh for cooper cup injured they
1: also took uh they took Yosevez and michael Wilson in the sixth
0: round. oh, you're right, yeah, yeah, they did so they that. so they take were taking three in, receivers in the sixth. in the sixth, so. Uh, Michael Wilson, I'm not as high on. Uh, I know a lot of other people are. Um, But for me, Mingo is really that guy, and I think he can kind of show out as opposed to the other two guys there. And, you know, who knows with Allen Robinson. Didn't look particularly great last year. They don't really have anything behind Robinson either. Um, So they really need that three. I mean, Van Jefferson there, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he's going to really work out too well. So, just kind of taking my guy here in the at the 311. And yeah. That's really all you can do when you're at the back of these drafts.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to do the same thing um, to somebody that I think is walking into an even better situation with better draft capital, who I like better. <laughs> and that's going to be Xavier Hutchinson in round four to the Chicago Bears. Um, I was pretty confident you wouldn't take him, so I was just saying... I, I knew that was going 12. to be your pick. <laughs> okay, so. yeah. Um, you know... And the Bears need wide receivers, right? They, they need help for Justin Fields. Um, I think there's a big question mark if Darnell Mooney can be a one. I think Chase Claypool has a big question mark. I don't think that Xavier Hutchinson profiles as a number one wide receiver, but I think that this is a room with enough uncertainty that he can come in and play an important part, have an important role on that team. Uh, so, you know, I, I like the potential for him to be like a wide receiver too, three type of fantasy player with the Bears. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to take a shot there with Xavier Hutchinson. And then I'm gonna spend $100 fab on Deuce Vaughn.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, that's.
1: it's like, uh, and to be like, honestly, if, he, if, if Deuce Vaughn went undrafted in this, I'm willing to spend fab on it. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. risk a, a draft pick on it, but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll spend $100, I'll spend my, I'll spend as much of my like off-season fab as I have left. On am Vaughn like that's just offseason fab so
0: yeah and I will um, spend zero fab on Dwayne McBride
1: <laughs> <laughs> somebody else can have them someone else can have you gonna pick up Sam Laporta though no? yeah well, you Rob- already picked three three tight ends in this box so maybe yeah you, maybe <laughs>
0: yeah so <laughs> but uh that's gonna do it for us here nice three-round mock you know kind of yep. showing the the aftermath of our evaluations, in a sense, because we did the first one, you know, when we did the quarterbacks, and now we've got the running backs and receivers done, so kind of showing you where our heads are at and and giving you a good little uh, tool to see how, how landing spots really fluctuate with some of these players. You know, like Jackson Smith and Jigba going into the Vikings, you know, kind of skyrockets him up maybe, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to where Jalen Hyatt goes to the Ravens, and he falls a little bit, so yeah kind of really good tools to to get used to the habit of drafting before your your drafts come around and and we're getting closer to the to the combine which means we're getting even closer to the real nfl draft and it's just a lot oh, of fun I'm so exciting so, yeah it's as, as we get get closer and closer to april here we'll we'll be uh keeping you in touch with some more of our uh our great uh dynasty content so subscribe and and stay tuned for all the the upcoming episodes but uh that's gonna do it for us here today so uh goodbye and peace out